Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, welcome, welcome, welcome to our next episode of Diving Into Crypto, where we are today going to talk about breaking the chain, cross chains in crypto with a very, very special guest. This is JP speaking to you about Web3 from Adlunum INC. Before we begin, I'd like to share that the speaker's views are their own and do not, uh, and any information shared is meant for education purposes only. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, please remember that you can like at any point of time and share this space with other people in your network so they can also learn a lot more about the wonderful world of Web3 as we dive into crypto. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to our Twitter spaces uh, the CEO of Sperium Finance, Anshul Thakur. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, JP. Um, I'm so glad uh, that we're talking about cross-chain. I mean, the environment right now in crypto space is so gloomy and um, people are losing interest. People are just uh, thinking about what is the next big thing. While what we really feel is that we already have so much to delve upon and to develop on and to build on that uh, we just, I mean, we are not at all thinking about how, where the market is going. It's always, we have seen this, these cycles earlier. We are, we know how, what will happen after some time. So we are not at all thinking about how, where the market is. Rather, it's such a great time to see so much adoption coming to the space of blockchain and crypto. It's it's so nice to see projects like Adlonum coming up who are, uh, I mean, reinventing the way projects are launched. So uh, glad to be here. Uh, and, we're, and we're glad to host you, Anshala. You know, I'm, I'm glad you, you started off with that, just directly took a, took a deep dive into it. I want to take, a, take it a step back before, before we go all, all in. Anshala, tell us, tell us one thing. What, what drew you to, to Web3? What, what started your journey? Because I understand that you're a finance professional. So what made you make that shift? Oh, for me, uh, basically, I'm a finance professional, but I've been in IT for a long time as well. I've been mm -hmm. a product manager. I've been a functional consultant to a lot of financial institutions, banks, international organizations. So for me, uh, I mean, DeFi especially uh, mm -hmm. was a very, very prominent uh, field. But I started off with blockchain and crypto, like many other people with Bitcoin. So uh, Bitcoin was the first and foremost, uh, I mean, force. I mean, I heard about Bitcoin. Uh, my father actually introduced me. He was not aware what Bitcoin is. It's only his some. Yeah. So he just said that uh, one of my friend is, in, is investing somewhere. So can you just create my account and buy some Bitcoin, we have to send this across to a company in Italy. So, yeah, so <laughs> that was the first time I just 
uh, researched what Bitcoin is. I created an account with some um, exchange and bought some Bitcoin, sent it to Italy, and I was really blown off with the speed. To be honest, it's speed and cost. Um, okay. Because earlier I had done cross-border transactions uh, while I was uh, working overseas, and it used to take two to three days for the money to be credited in the account, and okay. then there was a fee of five to six percent. And when I transferred using Bitcoin, the fees was very very low, and within ten minutes the amount was transferred. So that was one thing which excited me about Bitcoin. Um, and i started to learn more uh, and more i uh, there was a scam also this particular company was a scam okay. uh, we lost some money but i started learning about uh, bitcoin and crypto and what blockchain is and how it is actually different from any wow. other means of cross border transactions and um, i was not a bitcoin believer i was an ethereum follower <laughs> for a long time uh, but as uh, as my journey evolved and as i understood about how decentralization works how community uh, is important then we re i realized the power of bitcoin as well as blockchain and what we can do with it and that's how um, i met sash also and we started to work on a defi product so that well, we want to we just want to make it uh, accessible to everyone well, yeah. Okay, so I, I can see that there's some very deep motivations that drew you, of course, into the Web three verse, right? I mean, it, it, yeah. it started from home. And kudos to your dad. I mean, if if, if your dad at, at that point said, "Hey, you know what? This is what we have to do," he's very forward thinking. <laughs> yes, that's true. He he uh, is used to trying a lot of things. He always does. He tries everything new that comes up. He's always very excited. And some things work, some things don't. But uh, I mean, it is uh, every time. I mean, he uh, he's probably just like me uh, I, or maybe I'm like him that we oh. get bored of uh, following the same things all the time. We always keep on searching for the next big thing or next better thing. Exactly. Right. And that's that's exactly how, how that progression is going. And you can you can see that also, you know, with uh, with the things that are today. What would you? I mean, now that we are, since we're on the topic, how do you think more people from your from earlier generations, right, from earlier generations that were uh, not from maybe a digital age of birth, what would mm -hmm. you want to tell them when it comes to saying, hey, you know what, open your mind to uh, open your mind to to Web three and the blockchain technology and cryptocurrency? What would you want to tell them? See, most of the people that are right now in this field, cryptocurrency and all investments, are here for money. But the people from earlier generation, um, they don't want 100% or uh, they don't want 1000% return per annum. They're, they're happy with their 5-10% return. So then they're not actually following that kind of a return. For them, ease of use and convenience is the topmost priority. They still like the traditional financial institutions. They still like those banks. In India, you will find post offices also. They like those uh, investment uh, models just because that's in front of them. They can touch, feel, go there, meet people, talk to them. And if they get stuck, there is someone to help them. The biggest trouble which is there with this crypto industry and the blockchain, the way it is evolving is it is so tech-focused. 
um that even for uh, people who are very well educated who are forward looking they make mistakes they also lose money they also right. lose their private keys they also get hacked so uh-huh. it's so so difficult for youngsters who are tech savvy that uh-huh. expecting uh, older generation to embrace this new tech is very difficult the only way we can bring them to this field is by making it very simple very straightforward and like one click may bringing it a phone yeah so making it easy and uh, safe safety is also i mean paramount which is uh, right now to be honest i don't think that there is anything more risky than having a crypto wallet anyone can just anyone can just hack it like metamask is getting hacked on a regular basis so yeah how can you ask a person uh, at an age of 60 Oh. um at an age of 60 or 70 year old who's uh, i mean having a pension to uh, take a risk and put his money in a i mean metamask wallet which can be hacked oh. tomorrow so oh. there has so we need to work on security we need to make it easy uh, as easy as possible for bringing for if we want mass adoption in this right. field right and i yeah i think you you absolutely right i think you hit the nail on the head here right we want to because the generation generations today want the the ease of having to do something which is a few clicks and not so much having to go through a process right and the older generation can't quite figure that aspect out right so mm-hmm. uh but at the same time as an as an industry as a whole the situation that we all face is that you know how do you protect and how do you keep secure whatever is there online right so so yeah you you fit the nail on the head there anshul yeah <laughs> truly okay so that being that being said anshul uh, a little about a little about the space in in which you are and something that you you spoke about earlier people are looking to you know given the market conditions people are just looking for 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 the next thing the next thing the next thing right so th- they're always looking to hop from from one particular space to another or from one particular trend to another yeah so see is that is that what sorry is, is that what 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 got you uh rather what is uh something that you're seeing so frequently in the space that you are i would rather say that i'm very surprised with the way uh blockchain space is moving right now um there is always a hype cycle and then there is a downfall and then there is uh i mean stabilization but to be honest in this space of blockchain people are just moving from one trend to another uh-huh. while we have not even uh, brought even a single trend to mainstream right now right if we try to say are nfts mainstream no uh-huh. uh, is metaverse mainstream no is defi mainstream even now after after 3 years uh, with uh, we had a tvl of 1 trillion at some point and still it is not mainstream 1 trillion is nothing there are banks which have more uh, more valuations than 1 trillion and our whole market was smaller than that so we have not brought in even a single uh, i mean aspect it has become mainstream till now so unless we make it uh, a point that if a project is launching the project is long term it sustains for at least 10 15 20 years right. then only that kind of businesses will survive 
the people who are bringing projects are they serious businessmen is the question uh industry has started looking towards i mean blockchain space very seriously we are seeing right. serious money coming into the space of blockchain but we right. need serious businessmen to come into the space serious founders need to be there who actually build uh, traditional uh, strong businesses who can survive for centuries banks mm-hmm. if we i mean i'm in i'm in the defi space so if you talk about finance we are here to replace banks we are here to replace traditional financial institutions if we see these financial institutions these financial institutions have been there for centuries they are stable they you don't hear about hacks in those systems you don't hear about people losing their money unless there is a meltdown like it happened in 2008 unless there is a big meltdown normally everything works right now in defi space itself whatever projects we have whatever systems we have they can melt down at any you point know, that, of time that specifically is where in that that specifically is is where uh, you know defi is trying to come in right and this specifically mm-hmm. where defi is trying to make make it in but then we find uh, projects like terra we find right. uh, mlm schemes where people uh, create difficult and complex to understand pro- processes where people don't understand where uh, the loophole is right. uh, i mean with terra i've been telling my team plus the people i've met for a long time that this is uh, the, the their model of luna uh, oh. is not sustainable it is not backed by anything it is not going to work and they are just raking in billions of dollars of oh. money and i knew that this will uh, i mean fall down i did not realize that it can happen so quickly oh. and yeah and if it can happen so quickly for a 80 billion project oh. then just think about oh. the projects which are small uh, those projects can go out in a night they can go out in a hour in an hour itself so we need right. to create business models which are sustainable which are revenue and profit generating most of the crypto projects are just sustaining on the t- token value they're not right. generating profits they're not generating value for the token holders as well as for uh, i mean for the people who have invested in those projects there has to be a revenue model any traditional startup you see any startup right. whether in the space of ai or uh, or trans or hospitality or any startup space uh, right. there is always a question like uh, this is your revenue at what point you will become uh, maybe after 2 years or 5 years at what point you will break even and at what point right. will you will start generating profits so there has to be a critical point those kind of questions are not asked in the space till now which is strange and that It's is also because that yeah. yeah and that is because serious businessmen are not entering this space serious people are not uh, entering this space proper business models are not being created and defi is a very very serious space that's what i feel because people put in their money hard earned yeah. money in those ecosystems so it's a very serious space um and i really hope that with this uh, the market the way it is right now all the non serious projects and investors leave the space and only the people who understand 
the space and who are serious to make it grow enter oh. this space at this point of time so that when we go to the next bull run all those projects and every uh, i mean all those people who are serious actually take this industry forward exactly exactly i think i think you once again i think you you're you're resonating exactly what uh, most investors and most you know entrepreneurs in this space new new projects that are coming up that's exactly what they should they should do right uh, because you you see that in in mainstream that's the question that you you get asked whenever you you're in front of a vc or an investor they ask you hey you know what's your break even point what's the value you're creating so uh, i i take what you said in terms of create more tangibility in a space that's in some ways intangible so so that that, that certainly is fantastic um mm-hmm. to add further to the same point anchal to add further to the same point right you 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 do mention that we now have to start using in many ways what's in mainstream bringing that into uh you know the the, the web arena right very broadly the web arena uh and that okay. would include yeah having the same processes and having the same uh you know um in some ways the same metric from 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 your point of view right so that you have more sustainability right? um in in addition to this, what would you want more finance professionals to do so that they can guide people in the web free space I I know that you want to show a few days ago so I'm I'm going to ask you that same question but I am hoping for your answer. Yeah. So um JP actually I'm not saying that web 2 is better than web 3. I I never say that but I know one thing for sure that web 2 works. It works mm-hmm. till now. Everything in web 2 space has some processes which are set up, have their business models which are set up. There are serious people working in web 2 space. we are building web3 and we want to make web3 go mainstream if that has to happen every uh, professional whether it is finance or otherwise they have to start bringing those processes here they have to start bringing those uh, setups here they have to start building business models which are sustainable like we are in beer cycle right now projects which are actually dependent only on tokens to sell in the market and then uh, uh, be, i mean re, i mean uh, sustain those projects will all vanish in this period because the tokens have no liquidity at this right. point so you need to have revenue from your project itself and projects which do not have revenue models will not be able to sustain long term beer cycles right this is just one example right other than this also there are projects which are dependent upon uh, user demand which goes down in the beer cycles many projects are dependent totally upon uh, i mean uh, the hype cycle which is there which goes down in these beer cycles which is not there which is non existent altogether then what kind of projects can sustain beer and bull cycles both those are the projects yeah those are the projects which actually have real world use case which will uh, wh- where the people will use them whether it is beer or bull market so there are many projects which i can actually uh, start naming i mean there are list of projects which people used when there was bull cycle 
But if the if you remove the bull cycle, the APYs go down, the returns go down. Those, uh, I mean, the sheen of those NFTs go down, um, down the drain. I would say rather. So at that point of time, there is no use for those projects. So you don't have to build something just because there is a demand at that point of time. Like play to earn games. How many games can people play to earn? That earning also has to come from somewhere, right? How many people will pay to see your game or to uh, for to the winner or what what kind of, for the NFTs? How many people are ready to pay? If we have so many play to earn games that even the existing uh, play to earn games are not able to survive, then if the whole industry falls, so so you need to create models which. are required even in the bear cycle even when the economy is down those models will sustain so that is what we need to think about like finance everyone requires finance everyone requires uh, i mean modes to send money from one location to another even if it is uh, if even if the economy is down even if the market is down so bitcoin or ethereum or these transaction volumes can go down but they will still continue to run people still need those things so they are going to sustain so when as an investor you are looking at tokens then you have to look at tokens uh, from the business model sense that what is uh, a project which will be needed in bear cycle as well not just in the bull cycle so that is how i think we should look at the whole market and even for the new entrepreneurs who are looking at entering this space they should look at models which are there in web 2 which can be replicated in web 3 but which are actually needed not not just to cash in on the hype hello uh jp are you there um i think jp is the having like some this, issue learning learning so much more so uh, hit yeah. that like button let me see your reactions come up on this channel as this is happening go for it okay so it's a little heart button over there and then you get a by jerry i think you're cutting out yeah somehow i'm not able to hear jp i mean most of the time Hi Anshul. In the meantime, I'll take over for a little while while he's getting back online. I'm wondering in terms of these projects, uh I mean we we've seen so many things especially, you know, when there's a bull cycle and everyone's kind of jumping on the bandwagon. But how how can we prevent this kind of thing from happening because all of the investment are flowing into these hype cycle projects when it's a it's a, a bull market. But I mean the 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 problem to me seems not only to stem from the projects themselves but from the ecosystem in general because of all of these funds flowing into these projects and they they have a very short life cycle as you say um so naja actually i would say um one has to ride the hype cycle also 
So you should, every investor should actually put aside 10%, 20% of their portfolio for riding such hype cycle, investing in projects which you know are not good, but you're just entering into them because you know you'll make money in the hype cycle. But for the long term, people who are investors for the long term or when you're, since now Adlonum is a launch pad, so what kind of projects you should launch or you yourself should invest in as a launch pad I would suggest that always, always, always anyone should look at the business model. Always look at what they're building. Is the team capable enough? Are they too early? Like sometimes projects just create ideas and for years they're not delivering anything to the market. So if they're not delivering anything, then they'll be dependent only on the funds raised and probably the tokens which are there in the market to survive for those years so it's better to normally invest in projects which are uh, which have built something which have uh, a user base we who have a business model like to give you an example i i know a very prominent uh, wallet provider which does not have any revenue model at all so they have no revenue model they just allow uh, access to different uh, they are an aggregator and while that project came to me for investment, I checked their pitch deck and I knew the uh, team as well. Very capable team. But when I checked the business model, I realized that it's only an aggregator which is not re earning revenue from everywhere, anywhere. So I did not invest in that project. The project did decent uh, amount of uh, revenue then, I mean, uh, decent uh, at the launch. But um, it went down, I mean, after some time. And I normally invest for long term. I don't uh, just invest and get out like most people do. I, I'm not that quick on my feet to invest, take profits and get out. I invest for long term. So I did not invest in that project. But for if you are a long term investor, if you are uh, interested only in good projects, I would suggest always look at projects from the side of whether they are going to generate any revenue from themselves for themselves. Like if you see OpenSea or Unstoppable Domains, these two projects, they, they don't have any token and they are highly profitable, highly profitable pro uh, companies, highly profitable, uh, I mean, projects. Any day their token comes in, I will be the first one to stand in the line to buy their token. Because they already have so much revenue, they are so much profitable that, see, Web3 brings the benefit that you can, you have the whole world as your market and you can do it sitting anywhere in the world with a very small team. And that is the power of Web3. And when we are using blockchain and Web3, we get so many such options, such gems in this market where people create business models which can actually survive for years and can earn a lot of money without uh, without having a lot of overheads as well like if i ask i mean what is the team size of uh, uphold or maybe uh, unstoppable domains or even open sea it will not be a huge hey jp you're back <laughs> i'm so sorry i i for some reason, I think I think you know this is a classic example of, of what you meant by we are not uh, exploring. Uh, ex we've we've not quite explored uh, you know Web two well enough to, to jump to Web three, and maybe these are these are some of the classic examples of how uh, you know we we can we should make the system a bit better. <laughs> so 
<laughs> okay. so, so sorry about that. I had but, a but, but, uh, technical glitch. Asha, please go ahead. Sure, go ahead. Uh, please go ahead and finish what you were saying, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I was just saying that there are so many uh, good projects which are not even launching a token. I'm waiting for them to launch tokens. To be honest, uh, I'm waiting for unstoppable domains, open sea, or such projects to bring their tokens out because they are such projects which have revenue, which are going to sustain for long term. Where I can invest and sit tight for ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, and can leave a legacy for uh, even my kids. at some point but if you invest in projects which are short term very short term you make money in the short term but then you never know when that money we can go back to zero so that that kind of uh, uh, hype cycle i i normally myself i don't invest in because i'm not very quick at taking profits i sit tight uh but otherwise i feel that uh, i mean you should i mean people have made a lot of money in the hype cycle you should keep keep some amount of uh, your portfolio aside for such riding such hype cycle as well i don't do it but people should <laughs> people have made a shit load of money absolutely absolutely uh you know going through going through a cycle like this uh and you know it's exactly what you're going to see in days to come so uh given given that we're going to separate the wheat from the chaff uh at at this point of time how would you um how how do you see the the future of this technology being propagated in, especially when it comes to cross chain what do you think um i think cross chain is the future so many chains are uh, coming every day um many chains have started gaining a lot of user base as well uh, a lot of adoption as well problem for a user investor as well as for even for the people who are creating projects right now the biggest trouble for them is to identify like which chain they should build on like if i today decide that i'm building a, a project i i mean something a, a smart contract and i decide to launch it on maybe polygon and to because it's gaining a lot of attention and tomorrow polygon uh, faces some backlash and uh, some other chain becomes more prominent then uh, my i will lose my user base i will lose the hype that that i had so that kind of an issue can come up for any project founder it can be for the users who have uh, put their funds aside in that particular chain so cross chain i think is the future because users should have this capability to move their funds around from chain to chain whichever is needed tomorrow if a chain comes in which has uh, maybe near instant transactions no fee or uh, and uh, much more scalable with no downtime everyone will start moving towards that chain so then users should have this capability to move cross chain project should have this capability to go to that particular chain so i feel cross chain is the future uh, we have close to uh, i mean prominent chains i if i talk about prominent chains we have close to 20 prominent chains right now uh, which have some kind of a user base so if i talk about 20 chains for a project founder it's a nightmare actually to decide where they should be so so it's important that uh, it should be very easy actually for a project founder they can just right. decide okay whichever is the most prominent chain okay ethereum let me launch my project on ethereum my token on ethereum but i will move my token cross chain to any chain which uh, which has users uh, 
so it should be very easy for them to move across chains it should not be that difficult of a de- uh, decision because at the end of the day when you are uh, bringing your product out when you are uh, going to the users your the your your just selling your users are only concerned about the use case they're not concerned right. with chain you are using at the back end so so for them it does not matter so it should not be a big trouble for project founders as well they should be able to move the tokens cross chain they should be able to uh, have the use cases on multiple chains whichever they want to be on so i feel cross chain is the future i mean you can't actually stick to one chain fair enough so that that being, that being said anshal what what do you see as the fundamentals of a good of a good chain because like you're saying there's 20 out there right so in case somebody wanted to to choose one what are some of the fundamentals they should look for um the topmost uh, priority for me uh, since we are working with multiple chains and we see and use so many chains uh, integrate so many chains so what we have realized is that the biggest uh, point that i give to any chain is availability like how many times i mean what is the uptime for a change chain like it can you say that 99% or 100% of the times your transaction will go through mm-hmm. that is one thing which i feel is the most important factor for anyone to look at because um if you're launching your token on a chain where uh, uptime is say 80% so 20% of the uh, times your users will come back to you with issues with problems mm-hmm. with uh, token stuck somewhere or uh, transaction stuck so you have those many new uh, uh cases where you have to solve those issues you have to take those tokens out and send them manually or find a way to solve those issues so in order to make your own project or your own uh system automated it's important that you look at availability as the topmost criteria that your that chain should work all the time so that you have least number of customer support issues that's the biggest point i feel that should be there second uh, most important thing is is uh, that chain have the does that chain have user base or comf- people are comfortable with it if you go on a chain where uh, the wallet i mean metamask does not support that particular chain or right. uh, which is the most used wallet right now so if you are going uh, and launching on a particular chain which is not supported by metamask you'll actually lose 70 80% of the users because people would not just for your project may not prefer to download a new wallet so that they can use your project so make it as easy for the users as possible see if the users are comfortable using that particular chain it's not difficult so user experience availability i think are the top two most important criteria third point is about security but security is actually a concern in all the chains it depends upon your own coding and systems and design so security is not up to the chain it is up to the design aspects and the coding skills so third most important point which i feel for a project is their security aspects while choosing a chain i think the most important point even more than the fee 
is oh. availability because even though ethereum chain has so high fee and people oh. are always crying about it we still have maximum number of transactions on ethereum because it has the highest user base and it has oh. the highest number and it is always available right right right, right. so that that i think uh, you you nailed it there because availability i mean with with any with any service right that's exactly what people want they want it to be reliable they want it to be dependable they want it to be secure uh and and yeah so, certainly so so that that really does give us some some idea about how to how to choose a chain going how to choose a chain going forward right um in addition in addition to that anchal uh from your point of view in the in the in the sphere that you are right um what makes it what makes it your job easier to go cross chain uh, is there any any point with chains that they should look at that makes cross chain simpler um sorry i didn't understand the okay. question properly yeah. so when you when you're going cross chain what are some of the fundamentals that a chain should have that makes going cross chain easier so i i would say um we are building all the blocks required for a project to go cross chain so you don't have to think about the technical aspects or ease of use because we are solving that issue what you what a project has to actually look while going cross chain is normally a business decision that do i want to bring my liquidity on this particular chain or not so are am i going to get more users if i go to this chain if i launch my product or my tokens on this particular chain will i get more users will i get better adoption will i get better hype these are the questions which you should actually think about how to go cross chain is not a question because we are the we are working on that only we are building all the pro- products which are required to go cross chain so you can just come to spherium talk to the team whichever chain you want to be on if it is evm compatible we will be supporting it so you can just go cross chain without even fee uh, nothing for the first 50 projects so projects can actually go cross chain without paying any fee um, and also they can list on a cross chain dex they can use cross chain staking uh, services so all those building blocks we have already uh, we are working on them most of them are also live on mainnet so that is not a concern concern is which chain you want to be on a project founder has to decide that which particular chain makes more sense for his business right for yeah okay well, so choose choose chain obviously that makes more sense for your business and from from the point of view of a chain build your build your network well so that you get a larger user base you know uh, and integrate of course with with uh, something that's available with with metamask that chain should be there on on metamask okay uh, that i think that 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 puts a lot of this in perspective i'm going to going to throw open the, the questioning now from the audience because i can see that there are some uh, people that, that do want to ask a question uh, so if you do in the audience uh, you know first give me a reaction to to what you've heard so far and then you can hit the request button on your mic to to ask your question go for it okay all right okay i think we jason do you do you want to get the get the ball rolling go for it actually i'm curious about what your thoughts on neo okay. protocol go for it jason 
Jason, can you repeat the question? I think, yeah. Sure. I said I was curious uh, on what your thoughts on Neo protocol is. I know you mentioned EVM compatible chains. I know. Okay. Uh, Neo uh, has Jason, we can't hear you at chain. we can't hear you at the other end. Uh, um, JP, yeah. we are able to hear. I think you are having some audio issue. You are wow. coming okay. little late. Also, your audio is coming late. Okay, I'm gonna hold and and you can take Jason's question. Go for it. Yeah, yeah thank so you. my quick question is about, I know you mentioned EVM chains. I know that obviously um, NIA does have an EVM compatible chain, but for the most part, uh, you know, uh, they're not EVM compatible. Just curious what your thoughts are on, on NIA as a protocol uh, and, and its growth. NIA is, um, I mean, I, it's so good. I would uh, say some of the chains which I really like, one of them is Near Protocol. Uh, they've built a very sustainable chain. Uh, it's not EVM compatible. There is an EVM compatible L2 solution that they have, which is Aurora. Uh, we have integrated Aurora in our bridge and we'll be integrating Aurora in our DEX and other products as well. Um, so Near as a chain is quite good. Uh, the best part is their team is quite responsive and supportive as well. I did find some lack in the documentation aspect in, when I was checking Aurora's uh, documentation. They still need to work on it more. But otherwise, I feel that uh, Near is a good chain. It's uh, quite responsive. I've not heard any time that it has gone down. Uh, but I'm sure that it needs more adoption. As far as adoption goes, there are chains which have more adoption than Near. Uh, Near, I think, needs to work more on the adoption front. But otherwise, technology-wise, Near is quite good. And I've also heard some things about Hedera and how you know uh, they're not um, that th they're still sort of getting to the point where they're they're usable. I know that they've made. Uh, made some investments in, uh, I mean, uh, grants uh, in some projects, uh, but those same projects are not actually able to launch on uh, Hedera due to, you know, technology limitations. For Hedera, um, it's not on MetaMask. That's one thing that I've already complained to them, to be honest. Uh, they, they're not supporting, uh, they're not supported by MetaMask. They are EVM compatible, but not supported on MetaMask yet. Uh, so we had to install a new wallet, uh, do different things for them. Um, so Hedera as a institutional chain is quite good. If you see uh, their consensus, consensus mechanism, it is unique. Uh, I've, I mean, if I uh, talk about Solana, which has a unique consensus me mechanism, I can actually compare Hedera's uh, consensus to Solana's consensus mechanism. It's very fast. It's quite unique. Technology-wise, they're quite good. My biggest uh, concern with Hedera is, again, the same thing that I told about Nier. Very good technologies, not enough adoption. Uh, they've made it a DAO. And DAO has its own uh, pros and cons. The pros are that it is quite decentralized, uh, not no centralization is there. But then you have, unless you have centralization, uh, the decisions take a lot more time to implement. And that's where I feel that Hedera is lacking. They can actually implement a lot of things very quickly, which are going very slow because of their DAO structure. So Hedera as a chain and as, as a technology, they have a very good consensus mechanism. They have a very good tech at hand. 
but because uh, they are going slow in the way of uh, they can improve the chain and the adoption even though they have given a lot of grants away and uh, their grants uh, are also quite good uh, it's not a small amount of grant that they uh, normally issue they give a decent amount of grant which actually helps projects uh, develop on them but if you see the grant grant process that also takes a lot of time uh, the responsiveness is also slow and even on the technology front i'm sure whichever projects you're talking about uh, the projects would be facing some issue and the tech team would be slow in response that is where i feel hedera is lacking they they need to get out of the dao module they have to bring certain things to centralized aspect as i told earlier as well web 2 works very well we are moving towards web 3 but before something can be made completely decentralized you have to ensure that it has reached that critical mass where it is working autonomously automatically without any support and where uh, only a few decisions are required because once you become a dao or become completely decentralized uh, decisions take a lot more time to materialize so that's where i feel hedera lacks that's excellent opinion uh you get right on that as well uh, sometimes having you know too much democracy can hurt uh nadia would you like to jump in with any questions yeah i think anshul just as a final question to follow up on my previous one i was wondering in this market that we are seeing at the moment how do you think this is going to influence the future evolution of the industry because we have pro- new projects coming in all the time they you know jump on the hype cycle and then the next second the market goes down and they're out for the count so do you think that this is having an influence on how the industry is going to evolve in future um i really feel nature that um we need these weird cycles to weed out um very low quality or uh, projects as well as uh, i mean people who can't who are investing only for the hype cycle these kind of beer cycles i know that once the industry matures such kind of uh, beer and bull cycles might not come we won't see such kind of a, a 50 90 80% fall in token prices once the industry matures but that will take a lot of time ai has been uh, in existence for i think over uh, 50 60 years right now and still right now we are seeing only few first few robots being built who are able to do certain activities and uh, blockchain has been there for close to 13 14 years right now so we are very very uh, early in the cycle and that's the reason we are seeing such kind of a downfall and then bull cycles which are uh, i mean these kind of markets do come and go but it's very important that we have such beer cycles we have because in these beer cycles only you come to know which are the long term projects because if some project has uh, started in a bull cycle sustained through the beer cycle in the next bull cycle you will see that project can actually do 100x as well because that project was able to sustain the low point so um, projects will come and go even in this beer cycle um, i always tell uh, my, 
people in my team when we discuss or people with whom i normally discuss about all these aspects that we need to always look at fundamentals not just the technical aspects like something uh, is growing within numbers look at the fundamentals look at the uh, business model all the time i always tell that these pitch decks which are coming for most of the projects always look at the business model those decks normally talk only about uh, what is the problem and what they are solving no that is not the business model anyone can say that okay i am going to make this world uh, a better place but how how exactly are you going to do it and do you have that capability to achieve whatever you are saying so that is what i look at uh, this beer cycle um, is good uh, i hope it is not very long it is just uh, i mean enough to weed out the weak hands and so that we can have more strong people sustaining in the industry in the long term okay i think we have one question that's coming in from lawrence lawrence go ahead that would be the last question that we're going to take for today before we end before we bring this program to a close go ahead hi lawrence hello hey hi hi please uh, go ahead with your question oh yeah i, I think i kind of had a little bit of a comment I, i mean in the in the sense of the markets the um you know traditionally capital markets money markets stock markets all are are kind of coupled together and um i think the question is so is at some point because and and kind of talking about bitcoin a little bit as you know the main as the daddy of all crypto so is that decoupling gonna um uh gonna happen where where it's um where it's not tied you know when the when stock markets fall uh then um then crypto falls as well or what is the separation between uh bitcoin and all the other cryptos in, the, in terms of market yeah so lorenz actually um earlier i mean in the previous cycles uh when stock market used to fall or gold used to fall crypto used to go up so it was inverse relation between uh bitcoin and normal stock market because people used to consider bitcoin as a hedge against uh traditional markets but as more and more institutional adoption is coming in lot of money has actually flown in from traditional markets to crypto market now so what happens is that when uh, traditional markets fall now so at that point of time those uh, institutions which have invested in uh, traditional markets as well as crypto they are at pressure that in order to ensure that they are not liquidated uh in the traditional markets or there are no margin calls they have to liquidate their assets everywhere they have to get back into cash or fiat and that's the major reason why now we have a direct relation not inverse relation between uh traditional markets and crypto so i feel that this 
correlation will is going to continue and will become even more stronger going ahead when more and more institutional money right now to be honest most of the institutions have not invested more than 2 to 5% in crypto markets and still that amount of money is so much that it has a huge impact on crypto market so once they start investing 10 20 30 40% of their uh, portfolio from traditional market to crypto market that direct correlation that we have will become even more stronger and uh, it is possible that crypto market might now the things tables might turn at some point and crypto markets fall or uh, gain might impact stock market at some point in direct correlation so that is also a possibility after a couple of years so this correlation is going to continue i'm sure bitcoin being the daddy here for other tokens uh, that's also something but this is something which has continued since the beginning that people normally follow bitcoin and uh, that is something i think uh, should continue for some time bitcoin is actually what started this whole crypto industry uh, or blockchain ecosystem so bitcoin will remain one of the prominent uh, token but yes uh, the percentage of holding of bitcoin will continue to come down and the holding for the other tokens will continue to grow in the near future as because bitcoin is one and then there are so many new use cases which are coming up so at some point of time i remember in 2017 we used to have bitcoin dominance at 70 80% also at some point now we never see bitcoin dominance at more than 55 60% at most 58% i think was the highest i've seen now so that dominance will continue to go down slowly but i am sure that there will always be an impact between bitcoin and other coins at least at least for the next 5 to 10 years is what i feel okay um can you hear me yes yes yeah. i can okay yeah that was an excellent um excellent analysis um so the more money <clears throat> that moves into institutions institutional investments um then the more correlated it is and that kind of sucks because i was yeah that i hope it i hope it decouples but that's a very good point that you made i mean um yeah that decoupling is very difficult that can happen only if um we actually have like a stock market like gold is a hedge against stock market or oil then that kind of decoupling can happen only if actually become bitcoin becomes the reserve currency which is against the fiat and that is not happening yep. very soon i'm sure yep okay right. thank you all right okay thank you lawrence for that question and anchal thank you so much for spending your time with us we have had I'm certain a very very exciting time so ladies and gentlemen once again let's put our hands together and give a huge round of applause to Anchal who spent so much of her time her insight and her valuable experience with us here today so Anchal this is for you i know everybody at the other end is unmuted they can't hear you but i'm certain that they're clapping so give us a reaction people uh yeah and Anchal i, I you know i i hope you had a good time on the show as well 
yeah i had a great time um, all the questions were very good in fact i would say we had low attendance rather because of the market conditions i i've seen a lot more people getting excited at anything when the market is good but right. we had very good important and important points discussed today i'm sure that uh, we'll listen to this later on as well um, and these are important things people should understand <laughs> uh, in beer cycles you actually see people who are uh, veterans and who are going to be in this industry for long exactly thank you exactly. so much exactly. thanks for calling me here guys no no i it, it's thank it's been a pleasure thank really you. it's been a pleasure having you Okay thank ladies you. and gentlemen thank you so much for for tuning in this time remember to tune into driving into crypto next week at the same time and every to everyone here have a good evening have a good day good morning yes cheers thank you thank you so much you're welcome Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving Into Crypto, proudly hosted by Adlunum, the first engaged to earn platform with a proof of attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles. 